The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. Welcome to another episode of the Minding My Black Business Podcast, and it is I, Dr. Janae Taylor, Nene, Dr. T, it's me, your host. I, as promised, I am returning with another solo episode for May. May continues to be Mental Health Awareness Month. Last episode, we talked about how to get into therapy, how might you find a therapist, That was in response to some questions I've been getting from entrepreneurs who sounds like have been thinking about pursuing counseling. And, you know, I always appreciate those questions because it is it can sometimes seem difficult. Like, how do I go from the thought of wanting to participate in counseling to actually sitting in someone's chair? So we're going to continue to talk about that. We're going to continue to talk about therapy. But for today's episode, we're going to talk about how to pay for therapy. There are some options available to you. Some that are quite obvious, (laughs) some that might not be as obvious, some things you might already know, and some things that might be new to you. And so we're going to specifically lay out five different options for payment when it comes to therapy. Now, the idea of paying for therapy or having the resources available to you for therapy can definitely be a huge barrier for people continuing to proceed with seeking out services. So let me pull the curtain back a little bit and and give some information. So the first way that people pay for therapy is self-pay or out-of-pocket. So they pay the the self-pay fee or the by-hour fee um, of that licensed mental health professional. And so people might do this for a couple of reasons. So I have self-pay out-of-pocket clients and there are a couple of main reasons in which this happens. The first is their insurance plan has a deductible that they have not met yet. And so if they haven't met the deductible, then they would have to pay the, the self-pay or the out-of-pocket fee, um, or at least the contracted insurance fee. Um, and so they choose to pay self-pay in that regard. The second reason people might pay out-of-pocket is that they don't want um, uh, their mental health records connected to their medical records. So just like when you all go to the physician um, and for whatever illness, ailment, checkup, uh, medication, whatever, there's a record being kept, we have to submit a claim. So on that claim, there's like the date of service, the type of service provided, sometimes the length of time you spent with that individual, where the service occurred. Um, and we have to submit that claim to the insurance company in order to get reimbursed as the treating, treating professional, treating medical professional. And so some folks do not want their um, mental health stuff to be a part of that. So they pay out of pocket. The, the second way that people uh, pay for therapy is through their health savings account or flex spending account. And oftentimes you will have a card, sort of like a debit card, and you can use that those monies that are being pulled out of your check each pay period for mental health services. And so you can either pay the out-of-pocket rate through your health savings account, 
or you can even pay your co-payment if you're choosing to use your insurance with your health savings or flex spending account. Oftentimes in these instances, as well as with self-pay, I'll provide those clients with a detailed invoice so if they're looking to get any reimbursement. There's also an issue if I happen to be um, an out-of-network provider for them. So sometimes they'll pay the health savings or out-of-pocket in that way. So I provide them with a, a detailed invoice so they can get reimbursed. Um, and they can submit those informations to whomever. So the first is self-pay. The second is a health, health savings and flex spending account. The third, um, so for us entrepreneurs who happen to also be employed in other agencies, you may very well have um, an EAP, which is an Employee Assistance Program. And so in the Employee Assistance Program, you are often granted some number of sessions with a licensed mental health provider. I've seen anywhere from two sessions all the way to eight sessions. Um, Now what happens is that your agency is contracted with the EAP um, program, their different programs, and these programs have their own vetted list of licensed mental health professionals in your particular area. And so you will call the EAP program up and uh, probably ask, they will probably ask you a few questions to get a sense of what your needs are, what you're looking for, and provide you with some recommendations and some referrals. And then they would also communicate with that therapist in some way. So either that's by email or mail to say that, hey, we have uh, connected you with this person and this is these are their barometers for counseling. So this is how many sessions they have and how much time they have to use it. And usually it's about six months um, you have to use the sessions. So that's definitely something worth checking into. Um, and where would you find this information about the EAP program? What I would start with Human Resources. So you could go to your uh, Human Resources website uh, and then, you know, search for EAP, Employee Assistance Program. And there you should likely find that information. Um, There's probably tons of other things that are in there as well. You should have some level of legal resources, academic support, all sorts of nice things in the EAP program. So the fourth way um, is for those of us who happen to be... um, active military service members or dependents of an active service member, you have your own specific EAP, which is called Military One Source. And so Military One Source um, provides what they call non-medical mental health counseling. Now, what does that mean? What is non-medical mental health counseling? That means you can get services if they're not connected to the active treatment of a mental health disorder. So... If you're dealing with the diagnosis of, uh, you know, bipolar or uh, major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety, and you're looking for treatment specifically for those issues, um, that would be beyond the scope of the program. If you also happen to be in crisis, um, if you are proving to have harm to yourself or harm to others, that would be beyond the scope of this of this program. So you wouldn't be able to use benefits for that. However, if you are dealing with um, a slew of life transitions, because the idea is that um, military personnel and their families have lots of adjustments to make all of the time. They're a particularly mobile uh, community. They have to, to have to be able to make shifts and be flexible at a moment's notice. So if you are dealing with adjustment to a new area, if you're dealing with work issues, it could be relationship issues, could be grief and loss, um, 
So things that are connected to the adjustment, those things um, definitely fall within the scope of the program. And you are authorized for 12 sessions. Um, and you usually have about six months to use them. And again, they have their own list of vetted licensed mental health professionals. You would tell them where you are and then uh, they would connect you. And so you can do those services. Um, well, as of now, you can do these services online. You can do them um, by telephone. Um, and the same for the other ways as well. So the last way in which you can um, pay for therapy, finance therapy, is through using your insurance. And so you would use your insurance much like when you go to the medical doctor and you will, you will likely have a copayment. Um, and the copayment would be in line with the same, relatively same uh, amount of copayment when you would go to your um, physician. And so you pay that copayment and then your therapist would submit the claim um, to get reimbursement for the remaining fees for the session. Now, the thing that's pretty interesting about insurance as it stands right now is for um, the month of April, the month of May, and half of June, some of the major insurance carriers are waiving copayments. So you would not have that responsibility uh, of the copayment if you choose to participate in therapy like now. <laughs> so you have the rest of May uh, and part of June. I'm curious if they're going to extend that, but for right now, for the next five weeks or so, you have that ability. And so in our area, I'm in Virginia, um, Blue Cross Blue Shield, which is Anthem, Optima Insurance, which is another big carrier, uh, Humana, Cigna, I think are all waiving copayments um, with the same time frame in mind. So for those of you who've been, who've been you, ha you know, you have your insurance, um, this might be for the majority of us entrepreneurs that we are not able to pay the out-of-pocket fee we don't have a health savings account. We don't have an EAP program set up within our own businesses. We might not be um, active military members or dependents of one, but we have insurance. And this is also a way um, for us to get connected to services. And now that they're waiving co-payments, it removes that financial barrier for us. So look into that, see if that's a viable option for you. Um, Oftentimes, if we are, you know, working in an agency and building our business, we don't realize some of the, the little nuances in our um, benefits package in, in working with other folks. So make sure you check into that. So I just wanted to make sure that I could provide some clarity around some ways in which you can afford therapy and ways in which people have been affording therapy. I think this is going to be um, helpful to you all as you continue to make your decisions about pursuing counseling. So. All right, we'll continue to break this thing down so that um, the idea of therapy feels comfortable, you feel equipped, that you feel like an informed consumer when it's time to make that, make that transition into services. Okay, until next time. Hey family, one quick thing before we wrap up this episode is I need to talk to you about our new partnership with BetterHelp.com. So BetterHelp is an online counseling platform, and their mission is to make professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. And you know, that is what we are here to do, is to get more Black entrepreneurs connected to therapy. 
So if you want to start, then all you need to do is complete a brief questionnaire that helps them provide to you appropriate referrals for a therapist. So licensed mental health professionals. You might be really curious about the pricing where there is a monthly uh, subscription that you would pay versus paying per session that you might typically do in a therapy situation. But with this subscription, you get unlimited messaging. So that's by email or by text, as well as one session per week. So that's either by phone or video with your therapist. There are some financial aid options for those of us who might need it and you qualify for financial aid based on your income. So I have been provided with a personalized code that will allow you to get a 20% discount on these services. So if you want to learn more, if you want to even sign up, um, you can visit the personalized link, which is betterhelp.com backslash Dr. Janae. So I will include this link in the show notes so that you can get your 20% discount and get connected to therapy. All right, y'all. That's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, family. We appreciate you listening. We need you to do us a favor. We need you to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, join us and following the movement on our website at mindingmyblackbusiness.com. There you can find uh, Minding My Black Business merchandise and you can also find our digital academy. Now our academy is the place where we are looking to expand our resources, particularly emotional wellness resources for black entrepreneurs. And we already have worksheets there and we have more resources to come. You can follow us on our social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Minding My Black Biz. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. And on Facebook, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. So peace and blessings to us all. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, don't forget to tell them, I'm Minding My Black Business.